the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. You have no idea what the last eight or nine minutes has been. My phone has just blown up, but I do have some information. On the gentleman with the uh, Yamaha motorcycle, Edward. Edward. Um, I've had a couple of friends call me and say, nobody wants to do that. You need to take it to a motorcycle shop because we think it's a bucket and shim adjustment. So there's this bucket, and we put different thickness shims in there. And so someone has to have a wide variety of shims in order to adjust the valves on your on your motorcycle. And a, a shop that could do it would have to just go to the motorcycle shop and buy shims all the time. The other thing is, is if you don't have any noise and you don't have any backfiring, any any rattle, any clatter up at the valve train on your motorcycle, then you don't need a valve adjustment, and that's a good point. So anyway, let me tell you about a, a shop, Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street in Glendale, or Greenway. 40th Street in Greenway handles the entire northeast portion of the valley. Just can't find anybody else up there that uh, meets my particular standards. So Blackwell, he's a good guy. He knows old cars and new cars. He knows diesels. He does alignments and front-end work. He does check engine lights and all that kind of stuff, and I've known him for 20 years or more. So he's kind of up in that area. Kurtz is at I-17 and Bell. He's on the northeast corner. He's been around since 1987. He does gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians, and a couple of them are masters. So if you're near I-17 and Bell, I'd like you to consider Kurtz if you don't already have a good shop. If you've got a good shop, stay there. On the other hand, if you're going to be up in the in the uh, at the area of Black Wales, into the North Scottsdale area, Northeast Scottsdale area, then Black Wales is a good place. Okay, Richard, first. Richard, you're first. How can I help you? Actually, Mark, Richard dropped, so let's go to Sean. Okay, Sean, you're going to be first then because Richard's gone, so how, how can I help you? Hey, Mark, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a 2000 Chevy Astro van, and it's got about 260,000 miles on it. And as of right now, it's running fine. And um, my question is, I, I really like it. I use it as a cargo van. It holds a ton of stuff, and it fits in my garage. Um, but uh, my question is, I'd really like to drive it as long as I can. And I'm trying to decide the best way to do that. Should I consider uh, changing the head gasket before it fails, or would that be a waste of money because I'll have to replace the motor eventually anyway? And am I going to have, how much longer am I going to be able to get parts? I mean, it's 22 years old okay. and I've had, you know, vehicles in the past I've had to get rid of because they just couldn't get parts for them. 
Okay. And so it, that's basically it. I'd like to drive it as long as I can, and I'm wondering how long I can drive it and what's the best way to do that. Okay. You just continue to do what you've been doing. You you fix it when it's broken. You don't look into the future. You don't try to second guess okay. its life. You don't t- you don't ever take it apart unless you're going after something to fix it. I know a lot about a 2000 Astrovan because we've had many Astrovans since 1996, and those are the ones we use to take our customers home. Now, your 260 oh, okay. is a huge number, but ours, we put a motor in ours at 380. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. And, and, and you've got the little 4.2 liter V6 probably in it. And, um, yeah. And, and all I'm telling you is just fix things as they come and go. That's it. So if you got an oil oh, leak, okay. go ahead and fix it. If it's if, and, and as long as it's idling good, you pass emissions and the check engine light is not on, you are okay. So to oh, do anything, okay. You, okay. if you were now, and it's going to die for one of two things. Number one, it's going to overheat and just blow, take the motor with it. And getting another motor is no problem. Sticking it in is no problem. It's no big oh, deal. Okay. It's going to die because if you overheat it, and if you can not overheat it, then you're money ahead. And number two, or it's going to start leaking oil profusely or drinking oil profusely because it's got some broken Mm. rings on it or it's got something wrong with it and so when you start looking like a fog machine driving down the road and the the blue cloud behind (laughs) you it goes from indian school to camelback and the police are chasing you but they can't find you that's the time (laughs) you're going to have to decide what you're going to do but don't do anything that I, i say this with a smile on my face there's nothing you can do to make that motor love you more just oh, okay. maintain it and fix things that are broken. But that's a great vehicle. That's We love those old Astro vans. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I like it, too. Uh, that's wonderful. Okay, great. Thank All you, Mark. Right. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Sean. Stefan, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, again, short questions. I, you already answered my first one. I was trying to get the name of you, the shop, uh, Bell and 17. So you got that, Kurtz. Okay. Uh, as far as a vehicle, it uh, needs several things done. Uh, your shop is down by my work, and Kurtz is closer to the house. Uh, which one would be better as far as timeline to be able to get a several several mechanical things taken care of as far as your workload? Both of us are in the same boat right now. As a matter of fact, just about every shop owner I know is up to his ears in alligators. Um, okay, so just- I, I can tell you that, that um, there's a lot of similarities between my shop and Kurt's. Number one, Kurt and I are about the same age. Kurt and I have the same background. Kurt and I have no no um, patience for stupid technicians. <laughs> and, and we are the Hitler of our shop, and we don't listen to anybody else's suggestions, and we all are on the same page, and that's take care of the customer's need. Don't sell them something they don't need, they don't want. We don't do flushing. We don't flush nothing unless it's got black fluid in it. We don't flush to make your car love you more and more. And I have my son and my daughter running the shop, and he has Eric running the shop. And Eric and Alan, my my son and, and Eric, are two of the best young men I know. And so you, it's they're both, and we're very close. And we're so it's it's really a matter of who you can get in first. That's really the issue. And so I, okay. I would probably let that that be your. Have you ever been in our shop before? Uh. I've been to your shop. I haven't had any work done yet. Okay, okay. Um, I know that we haven't shut down customer numbers, new customer numbers yet. 
we were thinking about that, but we we chickened out. So if you, okay. otherwise, if you come in and you have a customer number, you're in, no problem. But if you come in and you don't have a customer number, politely, as we can say, we just can't handle the volume. But I don't know where we're at, so just call the shop and ask. But Kurtz, I'm going to tell you, Kurtz um, is probably days, if not a week, behind just like we are. Okay, but if I want to get a customer number, then I might think about getting into your shop and see what as it, and if, just be patient. Yeah, now you you'll get one when you walk in the door and and make an appointment and you go in and they say what's your name and you say I'm not in your database and they'll say okay and then you get a customer number so they're not going to ask you when you make an appointment if you have a customer number. Okay, great. So you, they'll they'll make one there. Your, your appointment puts you in in line. All righty. Okay, so I get two, two other small questions on a 2005 Hyundai Tiburon. Is there a, I, I don't have my manual, is there a valve, valve adjustment that's generally required somewhere along the road? At about, I'm no. at 106,000. Okay, normally not. Normally okay. not. And and I want you to know that I won't do a valve adjustment on anything unless I've got a noise that goes with it. That's it. If, well, I'm just hearing uh, a little, if, little more yeah. rattling at the start of the engine. Okay, and, and, and that's a clatter, and you said you had 200 and yeah. how many thousand miles on it? Uh, 106. Okay, 106. Um, that's kind of normal. You've been around the Earth four times. Yeah. So you've been around the equator four times at 100,000. So it's a little normal for it to have a little clatter and then go away. That's good news because, number one, the oil pressure is taking care of the clatter. Number two, we expect that at 100,000 miles. And here's what you could do if you wanted to. This would be really valuable. Is pull it, Next time you have your oil changed, tell them to save some oil. And send it okay. down into a laboratory on the Internet and have them do an oil analysis. Now, the first one's not going to do us any good, but the second one will. So 3,000, 8,000, 10,000 miles later, we do another one. You do another one. Tell us to hang on to your oil. Tell Kurtz to hang on to your oil. Then you send that in. And now they go, hey, all the metal that was in the first is in the second, and there's no growth and so that's when you stick your hand in the air and go, Yahoo! You know what I mean? Okay, all the great. brass, all the copper, air, all the metal hasn't grown any. So if we got something coming apart inside the motor, they're going to say, oh, boy, you got a problem here, da-da-da. But as long as the two oil tests have the same metal content and there's no growth, then there's no problem. There's no problem. Okay, good. One last quick question. Is there a, a financial benefit to having the... Uh, a lot of uh, known issues taken care of at the at the same time as far as mechanical uh, all, all we want is symptoms yeah just symptoms I mean Kurtz I can speak for them too just tell us what's going on and 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 say this is my concern and we all write it down and then we answer your concern in that concern that you got a little bit of a valve clatter that goes away pretty quick in the morning I'm going to tell you the same thing and so is Kurtz um, that's a waste of your money let's just move on Okay. Well, there's just a question about other things. Uh, valve cover gaskets, uh, control arm, uh, rubber, and uh, CV joint uh, okay. rubber. Okay, let's, let's, oh. let's do that right now. Valve cover gaskets, we might want to put a, a short wrench. I'm talking about a three-inch wrench on an extension. We don't want a two-foot breaker bar because we don't want the technicians just hammering those Over torques down. Yeah. Right. So we just take a small little ratchet and tighten, tighten okay. them all off just... And and we look for oil leaks, and if there is no oil leaks, we're not going to touch it. 
And so okay. it's that kind of a look. You just say, look at this, because I want to tell you something. Nobody's ever been towed in because they've had valve cover gaskets leaking unless there's a hole in the valve cover, and, they, and, and, and that's half the piston. So there's a lot of stuff that's kind of scary and spooky, but then in reality, it's just no big deal. And the very first hint of a, of a valve cover gasket is a little bit of wisp of blue smoke from the crack of the hood when you shut it off and you walk in the house and you're carrying your groceries. You look behind you and you got a little wisp of blue smoke coming out. Okay, got a valve cover gasket leaking. So a lot of that stuff is just kind of we deal with it when we have to. So, okay. all right, got to run. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your kind words. And uh, like I said, Kurtz, you, Kurtz is a great place. You already know that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And, Gil, do we have anybody in queue? Richard, I'm going to take you. I might just take your question and then take a break, but go ahead and let's talk about your problem first. I, I have a, a 1994 GMC uh, truck Sierra, and I think I have a transmission leakage because of the Transmission comes out sometimes, the oil, and then it's just you don't have any transmission. You can't even see anything on the ground. Then whoosh, it comes down and out on the ground. Uh, I want to know if uh, anywhere I can get that transmission fixed. Okay. Okay, well, as long as you can show them and show them what you're talking about, tell them this is what happens and this is what goes on. Let me just ask you a question. Obviously... You, you you think you've got a transmission fluid system a problem. Do you have any kind of a huge leak underneath the vehicle where you park it? Uh, yes, but that only happens occasionally. And then I, well, here's what happened. I drove the thing for, I bought the vehicle, and I drove it for a couple of weeks. Uh, I went over 100 miles, and then I came home, parked it in, in the drive, and everything was fine. And then it, Dumped on me. Dumped all over. Okay, so stop, 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 please stop. Is the oil brown, black, red, pink, um, maroon? What color is the oil on the driveway floor? Red. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure it's transmission. That's all. I just want to make sure. So, yeah. so the best thing I would do is, is I'd find a shop and I would take it to them, make an appointment, take it to them, park it in their driveway the night before. And just put a note on the steering wheel with a piece of tape because you're going to do the night drop, drop your keys off. And you're just going to say, um, it's in here for an oil leak. Please, when you back it up, take a minute and look at the oil that's on the ground. We okay. love those kinds of notes. Okay? Well, I don't think okay. there's any oil in your car. <laughs> I have to yeah. have it towed up. And I want to okay. tow it because there's no transmission oil. I think it's all drained out. Okay. All right. Well, if it drained all the transmission oil out, the the oil slick would be eight feet end to end and maybe four feet wide. <laughs> because the transmission holds between probably six and ten quarts of oil. And when you pour oh. that out on the ground, it's a pretty big stain. So I'm not quite sure, but 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 what the problem here is is forget the leak, forget all that other stuff. You have something that when you put it into gear, it doesn't move. And if that's the case, then that's what we ha- we go for. Maybe the linkage fell apart on it. Maybe the linkage, even though you're putting it in drive, maybe the linkage isn't putting the transmission in drive. There's all those moving parts. But anyway, got to run, Richard. Thank you very much, and we'll be right back. 
Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code BREAK for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code BREAK. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BREAK for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code BREAK for a $5 bonus. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over Whoa! The moment my son saw a redwood tree... It's huge! ...is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire... Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to push a couple buttons here to make sure that everything is working on my end. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are open, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Let me touch on a couple of things that I think will be valuable to you. There's so many different ideas between even shops about what kind of oils you you should use and when you should change your oil and on and on and on. But I want to tell you that the reason there's a problem is is because many of the cars don't even agree. Chevy doesn't agree with Ford. Ford's different than Chrysler. Chrysler's different than Honda. And Toyota looks like... Uh, you know, somebody from outer space. The idea is, is that your owner's manual is written for your car by the people that made your car. And the default is always the owner's manual. 
if it says that you change your transmission oil at 100,000 miles and it says to do the filter at the same time, then that's what you need to do. If you run across a shop that tells you that wasn't written for Arizona and you need to change your fluid every 50,000 miles, I would suggest to you that they have their interests in front of yours because the manual's written for that car in all 50 states plus anywhere else in the world it can possibly be driven. And so when you just do the United States, there's no such thing. And, and if you want to have fun with someone who's going to say that, you say, well, you know, uh, why don't you order me an Arizona manual for my Toyota? <laughs> and, and we'll look and see what it says. Because there's no such thing. So you can see that it's, our industry has some people in it that are real self-serving that have decided to puff their chest out and tell you this is what you should do which is diametrically different and opposite and 180 degrees from what the owner's manual says. Now, here's the hitch and the giddy-up. There's three kinds of oils. There's regular oil, which is what our parents were born and raised on. Then we have a semi-synthetic and a synthetic. Each one of those changes the, the oil change interval to some extent, but your owner's manual will tell you which one you want it will describe which one you can use. For instance, if it costs a conventional oil, which is a cheap $35 oil change, then if you want, that's a three to 5,000 mile interval. But maybe you say, you know what, if I can do, if I can go to 7,500 mile interval, then I can drive the whole year. Okay, well, we'll put a semi-synthetic in there because conventional is the bottom of the, the chart. Semi-synthetic is kind of in the middle, and a full synthetic is the big dog with the big heavy protection package. It actually, forget that protection package, that's a stupid thing for me to say. It's just an oil that will last far longer than conventional and semi-synthetic. And oftentimes on a synthetic oil, your interchange can be ten to 15,000 miles. That's a real benefit for folks that drive that kind of mileage a year. Then I say to them, if they're my customers, bring it in April, May, we'll change your oil. You're going to go through the summer with fresh oil, and I'll see you next year, April or May, or at 15,000 miles or so. So that's kind of how it all works out. There's going to be some moving parts with your owner's manual, and, and, and transmission services is a good example. Most of them don't, most owner's manuals don't talk about a transmission dropping the pan, the pan on the transmission, and replacing the filter. Here's why. When you drop the pan, you lose about three quarts of oil. So you dump the pan out, you clean up the metal inside of it, which is just powdered metal. It's no big deal. There's no big pieces of gear or anything like that in there. You put a new filter up, and you put a new gasket on it. You put the pan up, zit, 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 and we're done. Now, you're going to be about 3 quarts low. Now, the transmission may hold 10. You're going to be about 3 quarts low, so you're going to add 3 quarts of new transmission. There's a lot of people out there that believe that when you put high detergent brand new oil in and that it's going to wash the transmission clean and cause it to fail. That's never been true. That's never been true. There's no such thing as scrubbing bubbles in your oil. The detergent in your oil is does this. The detergent holds this speck of caca in suspension so the next time that little droplet of oil goes through the filter, the filter takes out the, the little piece. 
That's it. So instead of the, the small piece of trash floating to the bottom and being at the bottom of your oil pan, which there's going to still be a bunch of that, it just holds the dirt in suspension so the next time that area of oil goes through the filter, the filter can filter out the trash. So when we talk about detergents, we're talking about holding the trash in suspension. It's not scrubbing bubbles. It's just something that helps keep the oil. The oil has an additive that holds trash in suspension, so the next time it goes through the filter. That's how it works. So those are the kinds of things that shops will vary on, and oftentimes they will say to you, well, you can't do that in Arizona because that manual's not written for Arizona. You need to take that with a grain of salt as far as I'm concerned. And I want to tell you something. Nothing would light my tail end on fire with both back pockets blazing flames if I heard one of my staff say that. And Kurt's the same way, and half of all, more than half, virtually all the other guys on our on our group together feel the same way. The manual is the, the Bible for your car, so we'll stick pretty close to the manual and what it tells us to do. It'll tell you 100,000 miles to do the spark plugs. You can do them at 50 if you want, but you're gonna, then you still need to do them at 100. So you got 50 on them. Why are you taking them out at 50? Why don't you run them to 100 and then put in another 100 and run them to 100? So in, And the spark plug for 100,000 miles is quite different than the spark plug that's going to change, be changed at 25. There's a difference in price, a difference in quality. Platinum, titanium, all kinds of fancy words that go along. So that's how it works. Who's, who's on hold, uh, Gil? Uh, Don. Don, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, brother from another mother. How you been? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to behave myself. and, um, and That's no fun. <laughs> it's no fun. I know. Hey, I know. Um, in our fleet, we've got a 13 Dodge that needs a uh, a spring in the, in the uh, you know what I mean? A clutch spring. Uh, oh, the pressure plate? No, no, no. In the steering wheel. The uh, oh the clock spring clock spring yes I'm sorry all right now see if you use the right word then I'll get it uh, yeah now, I understand uh, mm-hmm. I'm teasing you I'm teasing you okay so anyway why don't you this, just put it in this, well it's on order four hundred bucks from Bill Luke okay yeah so, I'm I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for you that I'm not gonna do for anybody else. Well, it's you, not mine. It's the company truck. I understand, but but okay. we have been friends for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Yes. And and this is what I'm going to offer you. Um, if you will send me the specific data or even the part number, the, the Dodge part number, I'll have our parts department look and see if they can find it. And let me tell you why. I'm very proud of our parts department. They find stuff no one else can find, and here's how they how they do it most of the time. They'll take that part number, and they'll find other part numbers of the same part in different boxes. So they they might find that clock spring in Borg Warner. They might find that clock spring in Denso. So they're really good with taking a part number and then crossing it into a variety of other manufacturers' boxes. And I would I would have them do that for you because I know you drive a tow truck. And I know your company, and um, I'm I'm willing to help you under those circumstances. It's, it's not a part yet either, so. Okay, and that's good too. That's good too. So you have an airbag light on. Airbag light, uh, no clutch spring. 
and then the ABS light comes on, but I don't have any controls on the steering wheel for the radio or cruise control or anything else. Okay, all right, and that's that's the clock spring. Now, you're you're up, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. All about that thing. 33 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and 33 minutes means I missed my mark at 30. Gil was so nice. He said, are you going to take a break this century in my ears? And I said, looked at the clock, and I'm like three minutes too late. So I apologize to Gil for making a big mess, but he's got magical fingers, and he's got this computer that he can move stuff around and squeeze this up and move this in and, and make me still look like a hero. Don, um, first of all, let me just talk about a clock spring for everybody else. Folks, your steering wheel is moving all the time, and we have a lot of controls on there that need to be hardwired to the rest of the car. 
So the clock spring is this device that has this little ribbon inside that has a whole bunch of wires in the ribbon for your horn, your cruise control, all this kind of stuff. I'm talking to them. Hang on just a minute. I'm talking to everybody else because you and I know what it is, but I'm going to describe it. So all of these wires have to move with the steering wheel. And after you drive a tow truck for 400 million miles, then the, the tape is going to break and you lose all your controls. But, Don, one thing I want you to do, though, is just get an exploded drawing of that of that clock spring. And there's a power and a ground to that thing. And, and make sure that you know by the, the drawing where the power and ground go. Because it's not unlikely that we're going to find that we don't have 12 volts. We go to 12 volts, we feed it 12 volts, and then all of a sudden everything starts working. So our source of power is the problem. And that happens to be a fuse that's hidden behind the glove box that no one's ever knew, knew was there. So I'm just saying to you that that's something. But you just email me the information. You're making model VIN number of the truck. Jeff will make sure that, doggone sure, that that's the, that's the right number. And then we'll do our best to see if we can find that switch. Every once in a while we hit a home run, but you and I go back a long ways, and I'm happy to do that for you. Okay. All right. I've got number in my Facebook thing? It's uh, mark at marksalem.com. Oh, you want to do it that way? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do that. Okay. It, because I'm going to forward your t- your your uh, message to uh, Jeff that way, and so he get and I don't have to transcribe your VIN number twice. So. Okay, buddy. Anyway, Thank all right. You. Thank you, Don. You bet. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, and it's owned and operated by Nate, is one of my favorite shops because he's up north. First of all, he's at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, and when it comes to Chevy, Dodge, and Ford diesel trucks, Nate's the king. Nate does really good work. He knows what he's talking about, and when you meet him, and I say this with a smile on my face, but it's the truth, he's exactly the kind of young man you hope your daughter's going to bring home. Um, he's honest, dependable. He's got a nice, firm handshake. He's got hands the size of tennis rackets, and and but he's, he just knows. And he's truth. He's so truthful and honest about. Listen, I don't know what's wrong with your car, but I know I can figure it out. And this is what we're going to do. And this is what it's going to cost you. And I heard him say this, and I thought it was impressive as heck. I, this may be one of those things that costs you 150 to find it and 20 dollars to fix it. But it could also be 120 to find it and 500 or more to fix it. And I like that. I like that experience coming through. So Nate is Strictly Diesel is a really, really good guy. And we got another caller. And who might that be? Say hello to Harry. Harry, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, I heard you talking about uh, the, uh, the premium fuel compared to the... Uh, uh, regular fuel, and uh, you kind of touched a little bit on diesel, but you didn't say too much. I know diesels have a centane rating instead of an octane. Um, when I used to have a, a, a diesel and towed a trailer, and you'd hit the Rockies in some of the truck places you'd pull, and they'd have a, a and I can't remember if it was a higher or lower centane rating uh, for a lot of the truckers to you know make it up the you know the steeper grades. Right. Um, right. You ever use that, or do you? It it's um, when we went into electronics, Harry. When we start metering the amount of fuel being delivered, both gas and diesel, into the cylinders, and we're going to let the computer control the spark or the combustion in a gas. But as you well know, we're going to compress the air and diesel fuel and cause an explosion. 
and the timing of the injector when it sprays in and so forth and so on. We don't really need um, a cetane rating other than in the really cold climates. So when you get up in that north, east and west, 70 east and west to 80 east and west and 90 east and west, um, you're probably going to find some winter blends of fuel. But the, we're, we're, we can control the amount of, of power. We can control the explosion by controlling the fuel and the air. And by doing that, then we, can, we don't really need... And, and there's no real benefit to putting a premium in a car with an oxygen sensor in a computer-controlled right. vehicle. There is no, I mean, as soon as it rattles, and long before you, the driver can hear it, the computer's going to start retarding the timing anyway. <laughs> so in, in the older cars, premium makes a difference. But if it's right. got electronic so, controls and the oxygen sensor is the key, if it has an oxygen sensor on it, then you can put premium in there, and, and you'll never know the difference. So... Uh, Actually, the winter winter blend and the summer blend are two different ones. Does that have to do with suntane raining too? I think so. Uh, no, I oh, think okay. so. I, I I'm not a real good diesel guy, but I think so because um, I I've been in those environments where I've heard truckers on CB radios and, and I'm in a diesel motor home and I've heard them talk about that and so I'm that's kind of the YouTube of the world now today. But cetane has always been its ability to explode in different temperatures. And obviously, a truck that's sitting there at zero degrees trying to start, and of course it's got glow plugs, um, is going to start a little bit better if we ha- if our diesel has a little bit more cetane, alcohol, or some other flammable compound to help us light that diesel gas that really is nothing more than so peanut it, butter when it's cold. So cent- the better rating on the cetane burns faster instead of like the octane burns a little slower in your premium. If you were going to do it that way, I don't know that that's a good analogy, but I understand what you're saying, and I think you're right. I think you're right. I know the nozzles they have for those are those giant ones that usually don't fit into your regular tanks on, you know, most uh, uh, trucks or, you know, uh, whatever. If you got, you know, another tank, you know, which I had in a bed of mine, I put it in, but those are, and they'll put, five gallons of, <laughs> for 10 seconds in a hurry. Yeah, so. yeah. I got to run, Harry. I got to break. But yes, you're right. And I'll have one comment on the other side of now. Hey, Eldorados. Larry Elder here. I love Phoenix. And this May, I want you to join me for a one-of-a-kind event. I want to formally invite you to an evening with Larry Elder, a private meet-and-greet at a private estate at the foot of Camelback Mountain. We'll get a chance to mingle all before I'll be giving a private talk about the future of the country, race relations, education wars, and the Californization of states like yours for an especially small and select group. Tickets are limited to only 75, so you must act fast. We also have very limited private dinner tickets to join me as we're served by a nationally acclaimed, award-winning chef. It's an evening with Larry Elder, the great Eldersky, brought to you by my friends from Breaking Battlegrounds. Tickets and information are available at 960thepatriot.com. Do not wait. This is very limited, and tickets will go fast. That's 960thepatriot.com, and I hope to see you there. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. 
Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we're required to broadcast some types of political advertising by the FCC. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore, the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and sometimes we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And uh, when we talk about history stuff, what's important is is to understand um, why it, it's important to think about that. And I'll give you an example. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa is is run and operated by Brian Vivian and his wife, Thelma, who's a Thompson. Now, the Vivian family and the Thompson family go back to the 50s and 60s in Mesa because they owned gas stations. The Thompsons hung around the Shell brand a little bit, and the Vivians hung around the Union 76 brand a little bit. So one of the Vivians had the uh, Union 76 gas station at Country Club and University, and then one of the Thompsons had Gilbert and Apache Boulevard, the Shell station there, and they had a variety of other facilities as well as, as, as car repair shops. Well, Brian and Thelma were married, so they married up these two families that have been in the gas station business, and I make fun of Brian and Thelma in this respect. These kids know what it's like to sit down at dinner and have the gas and have a smell of gas in the room because of their dad. These kids, and I say kids, they're young adults, uh, Brian and Thelma have picked up cigarette butts with a stupid little broom and a dustpan when they were younger at the gas stations their parents uh, ran. And I know that because my kids did that in the gas station business of the 70s. I go back into the gas station business in 1968. And when I was in high school, I started working at Ken's Broadway Shell at Broadway and Priest in Tempe. Ken, who's passed, um, 
Ken taught me a lot. Now, my mother would say that Ken taught me mostly good things and a few bad things, and I would agree with my mother because Ken was kind of ornery. But he taught me how to fix a tire. He taught me how to rotate a tire. He taught me how to use an air gun. He taught me how to change oil. He taught me how to properly check everything under the hood, and he never taught me anything to scam or defraud anybody out of a service or tell them they needed something when they really didn't need anything. He never did any of that. So I was blessed because he did that for me for, I don't know, five, six years. The idea is is that, that we all came from those old gas station days. And keep in mind, back then, um, you had an owner's manual, and pretty much everything was based on 3,000-mile oil change intervals. Today, it's different. It can be up to 15,000-mile oil change intervals. But what we do when we change your oil doesn't change. It doesn't change. No matter what car you have, when we change your oil, we have a responsibility to look the car over for problems that exist right now. Our industry is not capable of knowing what's going to happen day after tomorrow. We don't have a crystal ball. We don't have a way of looking into the future. All we can look at is now. So during an oil change, we're going to change check change your oil and your filter. We're going to make sure that the drain plug's tight and that the oil filter didn't leak. And we're also going to make sure that we didn't leave the gasket up on the in the oil filter housing because that's going to cause a problem. So when you take the oil filter off, you look at it. The gasket's on the filter can. You dump it into the, to the drain bucket where you're going to drain the filter of the old oil. So it's important to do that because those of you guys that are out there that are my age, you understand that if you double gasket that oil filter, that thing will start spraying oil like some kind of a of a of a huge oil derrick with a broken pipe and you'll be driving down the road and the next thing you know you'll be spraying oil all over the road and there'll be blue smoke everywhere because somebody didn't get the gasket off the first filter and they put two gaskets on top of one another and the oil pressure will blow them out. So those are the things that happen a lot but that's where me and many many of the shop owners today uh, that are my age that's where we got that's where we got hooked into this industry. But we still, on an oil change, we're supposed to check your tires and inflate them appropriately, and we all use the numbers that are on the door sill of the driver's door. So there's a sticker there that tells us what the inflation numbers should be, and we're all going to use those numbers. Now, some of us will go to the maximum inflation of the tire. For instance, you might have a tire that has a maximum inflation of 35 pounds. The door sticker says that you could put 32 in here. Here's here's the th- the thought process. 35 is the most you can put in that tire. 32 is what it needs to handle the load carried by that tire. There's nothing wrong with going from 32 to 35 at all. Here's the deal. 35 is the maximum inflation of the tire, so you're not going to go past that. But at 35, I want you to bring you back to the school days when you used to ride your bike. When you rode your bike to the gas station and the tires were half flat, it took a lot of effort. When you got there and you aired up your tires and you rode home, it was like driving a stingray. All of a sudden, you're just flying down the road because the tires are fully inflated. There's nothing wrong with inflating your tires to the maximum inflation that's written on the side of the tire. It's okay. Some people won't like the ride and they may go from 35 back to 32. That's okay. Most people, probably 95% of the people, would never know the difference, but it's the difference of better fuel economy, and the tire will run slightly cooler in with a higher inflation than it does with a lower inflation. Slightly cooler. The tire 
may wear a little bit more of the center, but typically that doesn't happen, especially when you're talking about three or four or five pounds of, of different inflation, going from a 30 to a 35 or a 32 to a 37, something like that. You're not going to see tire wear. So there, there's there's a benefit. For me, I like to air up the tires to maximum inflation on everything we own because if somebody's driving it and they kiss a curb, there's a good chance they're not going to cut the tire. The tire's going to hit the curb and bounce off. I also like the idea that the vehicle has fully inflated tires so I get better fuel economy, just like riding a bicycle. Riding a bicycle with your tires half flat takes a lot of effort. After you air up all your tires, it's like a brand new Corvette. So there's lots of benefits. In addition to that, a tire that's underinflated carrying a heavy load will heat up rather quickly. The glue will come apart about 200 degrees, and that tire is going to blow up. So if I air them up to the maximum inflation, that rarely happens. Now, it could be that the tire picked up the nail, then slowly the inflation dropped down, and then sooner or later the tire is going to overheat and blow up. But there's so many symptoms of that tire having a problem. There's so many symptoms of a sick tire that it's difficult for you not to know that. So there's going to be a noise associated with an underinflated tire when you turn. There's going to be a difference in how the car handles when you turn left and right and when you make a sweeping right turn to get on or off the, the ramp on the freeway. And and there's going to be a you're going to be able to see a difference as well if you walk around the car and just look at all four tires, compare one to all of them to one another, you can clearly see a tire that's that's inflated improperly or perhaps, you know, sitting there at 20 pounds when it needs to be at 35. And then we also have different kinds of oils for different kinds of service. So we have a 3,000-mile oil, and then we have one that goes from 3 to 5, and then we have one that goes, that's a conventional oil. That's the oil that we had in the 50s, and it's a good oil. There's nothing wrong with it. Then we have a semi-synthetic that goes from 5 to about 7,500. Then we got a synthetic that goes from 7,500 up to 15,000. So uh, for me and for our cars, if close to the 15,000 miles a year, that's the annual mileage on my wife's car, my daughter's car, my son's car, all my cars, then we're just going to put synthetic in it and we're going to change the oil in April or May. So the, So all of our cars go through the summer with fresh oil. Now, Oil is backward compatible. You can put a brand new, high-performance, $20 a quart synthetic oil in your 55 Chevy. I don't care what you think or what you've been told. That is an acceptable change. Now, there there may be some ramifications, but none of them are negative. But the idea is, is that you can take a newer oil and I'm talking about the last 20 years, and put it in something in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s with no problem at all. You just have to make that conversion with respect to the oil change. You don't want to put a premium oil in your car and change it every 3,000 miles because that's a waste of finite resources. So if you're going to change your oil every 3,000 miles, then use the cheap conventional oil. That's it. So if you want to, and, But if you drive 7,500 miles a year, then use a semi-synthetic and change your oil at the beginning of the summer every year. But for me, like on my truck, I do about 20,000 miles a year. So I'm changing my oil every 10 months. And when I get up to that point, I just have the oil changed. So those are the kinds of things. And I'm, I drive a Dodge diesel, and I can run that diesel with no problem, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand miles on, on, on an oil change. We've done some oil analysis, and it'll, it's fine. 
I'm not shedding any metal. I'm not causing myself any damage. It's not hurting anything. And I'm using a great, uh, and the brand doesn't really mean anything, but I'm using a diesel certified oil. So those are kind of things that, that we have to deal with when we're, we're talking about your car. And many of us old guys, especially you widow ladies and ladies that, that, that are either widowed or divorced or whatever, you don't have a, a man in your life, it's not uncommon for them to come to us and say, am I doing everything I'm supposed to? And all I need to see is, is your maintenance records. That's really all. So you can do that to your shop as well, and they can look at them and say, well, you're changing your oil and your transmission twice a year. I don't think that's necessary. I think once a year is fine. So I would drop the pan, change the filter, and do that once a year. After all, Mrs. Jones, you got 40,000 miles in five years. It's not like you're driving the wheels off this car. Those are the kinds of conversations that we'd have. My son tells me to change the uh, flush my cooling system every year. No, you're only doing 8,000 miles a year. I'd say every two years and maybe even every three years because the new coolants are so much different than the green ones we had in the 60s and the 70s. They're so much better. They're so, they protect so much better. They handle heat transfer so much better. They dissipate heat so much better. All of that kind of stuff happens. So those are the kinds of conversations you can have with your trusted car, car guy. You can also, and if you're going to do that, try to avoid Monday mornings and Friday afternoons for obvious reasons. It's not a good idea to go in and expect to have 100% of the head technician or the, the, the owner's time on a Monday morning or Friday afternoon because that's when we're the busiest. But if you come in on Thursday at a 10 o'clock in the morning, that's perfect because by that time the day is situated. Everybody knows what they're doing. All the cars have been dispatched and, you know, we're fixing cars. So those are the kinds of things. If you're looking for a good shop, you can stop at MarkSalem.com, which is my website, MarkSalem.com, and click on the best car repair shops. And here's my promise to you. If you have a problem with one of the shops and you file a very nice, uh, and don't use any bad words is what I'm talking about, a nice complaint like with the Better Business Bureau, if the Better Business Bureau gets involved in the dispute resolution process, then what will happen is is that the the shop will will be involved at the end of the day the better business bureau will tell the shop do this or it'll tell the customer no um we found for the shop if the shop refuses to do what they've been told in this dispute resolution process at the better business bureau i will up to $5000 so if the shop is told to make a refund of $311.50 and they refuse two things happen if that shop's on my list and I've been involved, the shop is off my list, and I'll pay the money, and we're done. That's how it works. Now, I've had one shop since 1988 test me on that, and ultimately the uh, the consensus of the dispute resolution process was is he needed to give the customer back $1,000. And I said to him, I'm going to give him the 1000 if you don't, and then I'm taking you off the list. And um, he thought about that for a couple of days, and he sent me a check for $1,000, and I gave it to the customer. So I, I'm there to I, – I'm putting my hand up in the air and saying to you, this isn't just a, a, a list of all my friends, although they are my friends. This is a list of guys that know right from wrong, and they're going to take good care of customers that I send them. I don't get any money from them for your, for your there. Um, they don't send me a one percent of the ticket. They don't send me any money at all. We have an annual an annual membership fee, and that's it. 
and and it's it's in the very low hundreds of dollars so it's just it's nothing it's just a matter of the number one question in 1988 when i first started with radio was where's your shop and so i decided to start sending people to shops that i knew that were good and that's how we got to where we're at today so my email is mark at marksalem.com mark at marksalem.com if you have any car questions or anything Please include your phone number because oftentimes I'll have questions and I'll see you next Saturday right here on 960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.